It was only a few years after my wife Lisa and I were married that we received a letter in the mail on our anniversary. And the letter in our mailbox was from our then pastor in Greenville, South Carolina. And so we opened the letter from our pastor. And in the envelope was a copy of the program from our wedding that he had come across cleaning out his office. And he had bothered to mail us the program from our own wedding with a note scratched on it saying something like, on this occasion of your anniversary, just wanted to drop you a note, tell you how thankful we are for you and your family, and that also this would be a great time to renew your your vows to each other. And it meant a lot to Lisa and I that our pastor would bother to do that, to mail us the program from our own wedding that he'd found in his office somewhere and to send us that note. And Good Friday is very much an anniversary, an anniversary of the death and suffering of Jesus Christ. And a lot of the same things that are appropriate on on a regular anniversary are appropriate on Good Friday, and that's to reflect and to remember and even celebrate, because it's good news that Jesus died, And also to even recommit ourselves, um, to renew our vows to Jesus. What we do on Good Friday and what it means, we really do every Sunday. There's nothing significant about Good Friday in and of itself. The Bible doesn't tell us that we have to gather together on Good Friday. But the important thing about Good Friday is what it points to, what it points away from, which is the suffering and death of Jesus. And the first thing that Good Friday helps us to see and points towards about Jesus is really something about ourselves. It's about what is humanity? What state is humanity in? What's the truth about humanity? And the service that we're doing today is called the Ministry of Shadows. Good Friday tells us that the the nature and the, the real truth about humanity is that humanity lives in the shadows. We live in the darkness. We turn away from each other to dark places, and really that's just a symptom of the fact that we've turned away from God to dark places. And you really see this in the way that they treat Jesus in the readings that we're going to do in this service. The readings will show us how they treated Jesus, but it's really a picture of how we treat each other. And what it looks like to live in the darkness. And what do I mean by that? Well, do we ever speak about each other negatively with no intention of helping each other? That's what the Bible calls gossip. And do we do that? Because if we do, we've really betrayed each other. And we've become just like Judas, betrayed Jesus. If we... If we're ever too afraid to to mention the name of Jesus because we're afraid of what other people are going to think, then we've really denied Christ. We become just like Peter. If uh, are you quick to accuse other people when something goes wrong in your life? Is your first instinct to accuse someone else rather than looking at yourself? When we do that, we become just like the chief priests. What does it say about the chief priests? What did they do? They accused Jesus over and over. Do you ever become just indifferent 
to what people are going through? Um, you ever are, are around people and you think, I just don't care. I, like, I know you're suffering. I know what you're going through. I, I, I'm too busy. I, I just don't care. Indifference. And when we do that, we become just like Pilate. Became indifferent to the sufferings of Christ, handing him over to be scourged and to die. This gives us a picture of us, of humanity. When the great bus of humanity rolls into the repair shop and they look under the hood, what do they find? Shadows and dark places. And this can sound very negative, but it's the key to transformation. There's a thing that some cities do called the poverty tour, where if you are passionate about seeing uh, poor places in your city transformed, one of the first things that some people want you to do is to go on this thing called a poverty tour, where you get to see the dark places in your city that you didn't know existed. Dark places that might have been right around the corner, but that you never bothered to see. And what Good Friday wants us to see is the dark places in our own hearts that we might have never bothered to look at before, that we see in the very ways that they treat Jesus. There's a second century graffiti picture on a wall that I read about. And it's a picture of a man on a cross. And this man on the cross has also got the head of a donkey. And in front of the picture on the cross, there's another man. And this man has got his hands raised in worship. He's worshiping uh, this man on the cross with a donkey's head. And there's a caption underneath the graffiti from the second century. And the caption reads, this is, Ale- this is the Greek man, Alexamenos, who worships his God. And people have always thought Christians were strange for worshiping a man who was crucified. Why do we do that? And it's because he has good news for us. And that's what Good Friday is all about. That the sufferings and death of Jesus have got good news for humanity in their dark places. We'll see that in one of the readings later on, that when Jesus dies, the curtain of the temple is torn in two. The curtain that separated humanity and God, Israel from the divine presence. It was a dividing wall of separation, and the death of Jesus brings it down so that humanity and God can now dwell together. 2019, it's exactly 20 years since the fall of the Berlin Wall. And in my mind, around that time, there's a song that really burned it into my head, the Scorpions old song, Winds of Change. Some of you might remember that song. But, of course, the Berlin Wall was a dividing wall that separated even families. 28 years, families were divided and separated by this wall. And the amazing thing about the death of Jesus is that the wall between us and God comes down so that now God and man can dwell together. We're reconciled. And I just want to end with this. That's especially important when you're suffering or when you're in pain and there's a voice in your head that says something like, it's like God has forsaken me. When things fall apart in our life, when things are not going well, and and that nagging whisper in your head is saying, God doesn't love you. He's not with you. 
You're not, you're not connected to God. Look at your life. Clearly you're not. Jesus, the strong name of Jesus, whispers back to us, the dividing wall has been torn down. And by my very sufferings and death, my promise to you is that you've now entered into the life of God. And you and God have been reconciled. And you're now a part of the family of God. And so as we sing together, as we read together from the scriptures about the sufferings and death of Jesus, let me invite you this afternoon to consider and to remember to reflect and to even recommit ourselves to worshiping our Savior that has broken down the dividing wall, uh, who enters into our dark places. Jesus still has a ministry of darkness where he enters into the broken and dark places of our own hearts and our own lives to take us by the hand and to walk with us that we might enter into the life of God, not just as, indivi- not just as individuals, but together as a body. Let me pray for us, and uh, we'll begin. Heavenly Father, we do confess that there are dark places in our hearts and in the world. Jesus, we pray that you would even draw near to us in those dark places. Remind us of the truth when we're so easily prone to believe uh, lies. Heavenly Father. Glue our minds to the truth of Scripture that you might give us hope and that we might walk with you day by day. Amen.